Welcome to Outside Perspective. I'm your host, Adam Meredith. How's everybody doing today? You having a good day? I hope you are. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. All right, let's get a few housekeeping things out of the way. First, if you are not subscribed to the podcast, please, please, please go subscribe to the podcast. Also, leave a rating, leave a review. And if you are getting value out of the content, go tell a friend. I mean, just, just help spread the word. Let's help change some people's perspectives. Um, and one of the ways I like to do that is by listening to other podcasts. So uh, go check out my friend Justin Bricker's podcast, uh, the Why Not Podcast with Justin Bricker. Uh, he has some amazing humans on there and, uh, man, some just fantastic conversations. So Justin is a brother. He is a fucking training partner, and he has an awesome show. So go check out the Why Not Podcast with Justin Bricker. This episode is brought to you by my friends over at Jumbo Superfoods. Now, for all my California listeners, which I know there are quite a few of you out there, if you are interested in their THC products, you can go to a local dispensary and see if they have those. If they don't, ask for them. Same thing with the CBD products. If they're not carrying Jumbo, they should be. So ask for those products. And uh, yeah, man, uh, I spent some time out in California, and I definitely did partake and try those out. And let me tell you, they are phenomenal products. Now, for the rest of us, uh, we can get access to the CBD products by going to jombocbd.com. You can view their full line of products. They have balms. They have geese. They have sprays. They have drops. They have a full line of products to help you with your CBD needs. Now, what is CBD? It's cannabidiol. One of the many compounds found in the cannabis plant, it has been shown to aid in uh, reducing inflammation. It's been shown to aid in mood regulation. It has shown to help the brain and help the gut. And it's just, it's an adaptogen. It helps put the body in homeostasis. There are a ton of benefits with this one compound alone. Don't worry though, you will not fail a drug test. You will not get high. I know that's a real concern for a lot of people. So you don't have to worry about putting your livelihood in jeopardy um, to actually seek help and relief. Uh, so don't worry about that. But there are a lot of benefits, like I said, and I think you guys will experience those benefits. I use it on a daily basis. It's a part of my recovery protocol. I use it before bed. I love the muscle bomb. I put it on my muscles and my joints, especially my fingers after doing jujitsu. It's been game changing. So go check them out. Go to jombocbd.com. You can save 20% off your entire order just by using the code outside. So one more time, go to jombocbd.com. Use the code outside at checkout and you will save 20% off of your entire order. All right, my guest today is Travis Brown, a.k.a. NyQuil. And there's a story to that. We'll talk about it on the podcast or at the very end, he'll talk about it. And it's an amazing podcast. But Travis is a trainer. He's a coach. He's an entrepreneur. He's uh he really schooled me on CrossFit and uh, he he coaches at Orange Theory so I learned more about that system of training. He's just a wealth of knowledge in the training space. He's full of energy. Really enjoyed sitting down with him. We we 
been trying to work out, you know, and find a time to, to sit down. And, uh, you know, just with both of our schedules, it's been kind of hectic and crazy. So it was, it was really nice to uh, find the time and sit down and, and uh, shoot the shit with uh, Travis for a little bit. And um, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation. So, uh, yeah, guys, here we go. Travis Brown. Yeah. I mean, we could go right back to that if you want to, because I think it's something that like I'm a I'm a parent first right now. Yeah, that's how I have to look at my life. So every single step that I take in the next like 10 years is very impactful because there's somebody following me the whole entire time. Yeah, that is like expecting me to have all this shit here for him to be able to, you know, survive so when you're looking at something like survival it starts you asking a lot more questions that you ain't you didn't have to ask when you didn't care about surviving yeah you know what i'm saying like when i turn 22 21 19 18 16 i didn't give a fuck about surviving that's why i was playing rugby kickboxing jumping off of shit with skateboards ice skating Hitting old ass white dudes with hockey pucks and all the crazy stuff that I was doing at that age. Holy shit, dude. You're wild. Yeah. I was doing all that. That's why I got scars all around my body. I love it. That's why I got scar tissue the size of a whopper underneath my arm because my entire life was about being as much of a monkey as I could possibly be. Yeah. Um, but now it's like the exact opposite. It's like, okay, you got to take care of some shit because you got somebody that's following you now. Yeah. Like you got a little man to take care of. Yeah. And so now that's also making me start to question what the hell is going on outside of your own four walls of where you live. You know what I mean? And St. Louis is one of those places or places that if you're not walking around questioning day to day why things are why they are in this city. Like, I think you might need to open up your eyes just a little bit more because if not, you might get caught. Yeah. And you and I know what getting caught means. Anybody who's ever been in a fight knows what getting caught means. Yeah. And I think a lot of people on a day-to-day basis, they get caught. And they don't even realize that they probably could have did something to avoid it. But the climate, unfortunately, that we're, like, creating, not just in St. Louis, but, like, in the world in general, is allowing people to get caught all the time. Yeah, I remember those videos with the kids dunking on the kids. Like, they, it would be in, like, dorms and college and shit, and, like, people would just be slamming on cats. Like, people would be no. walking with their books, like, down a hallway. Oh, and just out of nowhere. Just, yeah, yeah, come out of nowhere, or, like, the RKO out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, that's life, like, right now to people. Like, they're stepping outside, and they're like, wait, what the fuck? Like, I didn't know that was going on. Yeah, and you, so you're talking about, like, the kids going around just knocking people out, yeah. out, out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when I was down in Orlando, I saw, what was this, on Thursday? Like a bunch of kids like left school all around the world in protest of like the adults. What? Yeah. Like look this up. Holy shit. Yeah. So on Thursday morning, it was organized online, dude. This is the power of these fucking devices that are in our hands. Yeah. This is like an 11-year-old kid, a 9-year-old kid, and like a 6-year-old or some shit. And they organize a staged walkout of school on Thursday. This shit just happened last week. I'm looking up right now. Yeah, look it up. Why? To tell adults, you have fucked up. 
and you need to fix this or we're not going to continue doing what we need to be doing. This was where? All across the country? Across the world. Across the world? Yeah. But I think it was like, I think they said like 100 countries or something and participated in this. So if you think about that, that means these little kids were like Snapchatting each other, WhatsApping each other, like all types of hours of the day. And nobody picked this up? Dude, it's on... Uh, no, the, like uh, like I'm saying, like nobody figured it out before it actually fucking happened? No. That, like that's that's what I'm talking about, <laughs> man. people, people surprised this happened? Hell yeah. Holy shit, dude. Like, all right. Imagine, How does this go on, like, undetected? So imagine this. You're walking out, right? You're a parent. You're going in your kid's room. You're like, all right, Sherry, have a good day at school. Sherry is out. Sherry ain't been in her room for, like, two hours. You're like, what the hell? Where is she at? Oh, she must have went to school early. That's great. My daughter's, like, getting after it in the world. No, Sherry is outside on the middle of Ninth and Pine, downtown St. Louis, like, I ain't going to school because y'all fucked up, you know, Medicare. Hold, hold, holding signs up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like y'all, y'all fucked the world up. Yeah. You see it? Yeah. I'm a, climate like, strikes held around the world. You see it? As has happened. Yeah. Students worldwide walk out of school to push for action on climate change. Yep. Oh, on climate change. Man, dude. Cli- you got little kids yeah, going dude. after senators about climate change. Students worldwide. I mean, fuck, do they want to live in like a place that is, you know, healthy and safe? So that's what one of the kids spoke out. And I love this kid. Whoever this kid Holy is, shit. I want to give him a hug because I, I feel him like a motherfucker. This kid straight up said, when I'm in my 20s, I want to be focusing on my career and my family and my life, not trying to survive because our fucking ecosystem is so jacked up. Yeah. Like, this this kid is like 11 years old, 14 years old, six, whatever, how old this kid is, nine, whatever. Doesn't matter. He's already projecting his own level of success 10 years from now. That's crazy he has that type of wherewithal. Exactly. Dude, did you know that there uh – that the ozone layer, there's, it's like there's, it's very thin yeah. over Australia. Yeah, I didn't know that shit until pretty recently. I was like, well, what the fuck? Well, I don't. That's some shit I probably should have known. I, but like, I don't know. Sometimes, like, we look at stuff that's like facts of circumstance, and then sometimes we look at stuff that's like facts of who gives a fuck. Like last night, I heard like someone said it would take literally 490 years to Zamboni the Great Lakes. Like the entire Great Lakes. What does that have to do with anything? I have no idea, but it's a statistic. And somebody took the time to figure out exactly to the T yeah. how long it would take to Zamboni the entire fucking Great Lakes. Okay. Now, I love the fact that somebody also made a joke after. That would be a great government job to have because yeah. it's just going to keep going for like century to century. Yeah. Like you really get grandfathered in yeah. to that fucking position. Right. But what does that have to do with anything? Right. You know, but why, but why don't we know more stuff about Australia? Like, not just, there's a lot of cancer there. hey, there's a thin layer of ozone. Why? Yeah, why is it? What, what's going on? I don't know, Like, man. are, like, the kangaroos out there, like, smoking, like, mad weed and, like, blowing what? it out? <laughs> and the ozone is just, like, what is going on? I don't know. I don't know, man. But I think they have a higher concentration of skin cancer there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Man. Um, is it about the placement of where they're located? It could be, you know? Well, but, but the fact that you got... My my point to bring this all the way back here to St. Louis. Yeah, let's bring it back to St. Louis. <laughs> How the fuck did we get to Australia? We're in Australia, man, because uh, it's the same fucking everywhere. It is. People are People walking outside and they're getting fucking RKO'd everywhere they go, dog. <laughs> RKO'd everywhere they go. And here in St. Louis, it's the racial 
cultural divide that's causing people to still get caught. This is a weird place, though, right? I mean, the more I travel, the more I realize yeah. how different this place is. Even when you go to places that you would assume would be, like, way more racist than St. Louis, like, it's not true. Like, you could go, like, I remember the first time I ever went to, like, Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, places that you read about as a kid that, like, freedom marches were going on and clans yeah. people were, like, fucking burning. But that shit was going on here in St. Louis, too. Oh, yeah. But when you hear about it, you don't think about your own backyard that way because it wasn't put on that pedestal. When you grew up, you learned about St. Louis from the World's Fair and, you know, the, the mighty Midwest, the gateway to the West. You're from St. Louis, Yeah, right? born and raised. Okay. You know, St. Mary's Hospital, right yeah. behind the High Point Movie Theater. So if you're looking at St. Louis from the perspective that, you know, hey, it's just this gateway to to like another world of our country well then that allows you to not think about some of the stuff that's been going on the whole entire time behind closed doors but when you see something like montgomery alabama or memphis tennessee or nashville or something in louisiana or something down in mississippi where you know people were dealing with slavery, dealing with oppression, dealing with all that stuff. Even though it was going on here too, it, you don't learn about it like that here. You learn about it on a larger scale from the South. Yeah. Well, in all so, fairness, I'm pretty sure there are spots in Mississippi that are still segregated. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So, But the thing is, is if you go down to those areas, it's understood where in St. Louis is still very passive. Yeah, there is a there is a clear line of segregation you know what I'm in St. Louis. Um, the people down there, they have a respect for each other's separation because that's all they know. And regardless of how we may think about it, it might we may look at it as oh that's fucking ignorant or that's fucking you know from the past. You guys should be more progressive than that. You guys should be yeah. A lot of that is true. But at the same token, that's what these people were used to. So it's very similar to when you see people coming from the Middle East. You ladies should be taking off those outfits. You shouldn't be covering your faces. You should be. Mm. Yeah, I understand why you're telling them that. You have the very you you do have the right to tell them that. But they also have the right themselves to be an adult and a human too. And yeah. if they feel like they want to continue this tradition or this way of life, because guess what, the people in Mississippi can't move. They can. Yeah. They got cars down there, too. Yeah. Like, and buses go through Mississippi, too. Greyhound, everybody does. Yeah. Trains, shit, they got all that shit, too. Yeah. Oxford has an airport. I wonder why people feel like they can't. You know what I mean? Because it is scary, right, to uh, have well, to, to, okay. to, the, to the unknown. So I'm, I'm, like, on this, like, voyage of let's start reexamining our vocabulary on how we phrase words or what words we use to explain things. And I think I had a conversation with my boss right before I got to this where, you know, and I was talking to you about this when we first walked in yeah. and it's like, he's like, you know, you're intimidating. He's like, you're this big black guy. And I'm like, okay, so first off you're calling out my stats. Okay. So that's where this conversation is now being directed and all the whole entire time. So that's how the conversation started. Well, we've had this conversation multiple times, oh, so I'm it, just kind of giving some generalities oh, in the yeah, conversation. I got you. So he's talking about my stature. He's talking about my voice, all things that are absolutely true and correct. 
I know I'm over six foot tall, black man. I know I have a big beard. I know I'm loud. I know I have muscles. I know I have a deep voice. I know all this stuff because I've known this my entire life. I am me. I know who me is, Yeah. you know? So my goal is to make sure that whenever I'm training people or having classes or something like that, that if you really want to see how passionate I am about fitness, you are getting me. You're not getting some fake coach. Yeah. Some idea of who Travis is. Right. You're getting Travis. Yeah, you're authentic. So just like you might like the pizza that has this topping and you might like the pizza that has this topping, is there something wrong with pizza? No. We all still like fucking pizza. It's just you might like that pizza. She might like that pizza. Right. I might like this pizza. Yeah. So using a word like intimidations to me, like I felt like that was short-sighting the whole entire thing. I'm like, let's look at it from a different way, man. What if it's just the ignorance of her confidence? What if it's just the fact that she's so unaware of her own body? She's so unaware of what she's able to do that when somebody who is as confident as me comes up to her and says something, that that might push her away even more than who is delivering the message. Like, take me out of the equation. Let's say it's some small, little, petite, blonde-haired girl. Like, if she has muscles and is like a killer in the class and is like, let's go, everybody, let's get after it. But then she needs to turn to this person and literally one-on-one say, hey, I need you to do this and not give such a basic word, in my opinion, as intimidation. Well, I think that word is so basic that it's too easy to, to go down that route. Yeah. Let's look, let's look a little bit deeper. Maybe there's something else going on because if she's intimidated by me, she might be intimidated by you. She might be intimidated by the other trainer. And next thing you know, this woman is walking out of the studio, no longer a member of what we do because she is actually intimidated. If that's the word you want to use by every single person in that damn studio. Yeah. Well, I mean, intimidation is, I mean, that's her perspective, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's only, so that's I think it's unfair also for someone else to say that's what their issue is. Like you're intimidating them. Well, did she say that that was her issue? Uh-uh. She didn't say she was intimidated no. by you? No. Oh, they, they're just, no. they're saying that. Um, it's just that, you know, my, and, and like I said, I told my owner, cause I totally respect his opinion. He's a very, very smart young man. Um, he's got a wealth of knowledge in business. He does great with with what he has and um and I and I am always ask questions first person then learn yeah instead of just um, assuming I know the answer to every goddamn thing mm-hmm. so I'm listening to him outright and I told him that I totally respect his position from the standpoint of a business owner yeah that dude this woman or any person that comes in my studio that might be a little bit timid like, I need you to make sure you're being timid to them. Well, yeah. Well, you're not responsible for how people react. You just have to worry about just being yourself. That's my whole point. Yeah, not everybody's going to get you. And I, and, okay. I think, and I think using, and that's why I said, I think we need to start treading lightly on just throwing words out to describe something if we're not really looking at the whole overall picture of the situation. Because there could be something else going on there. Yeah. And as a person who literally wakes up every single day with the intentions of doing nothing but analyzing people all day. Cause that's all I do. Yeah. Like I don't really look at myself as a trainer. I don't look at myself as a coach. I look at myself as an observer. I observe people. 
Yeah. I see how they move. I see how they react to certain stimulus. And I give them my analysis based off of that. When you're doing private training? When I'm doing even my classes. Yeah. Because if I take anything away from who Travis is, you are not getting, like you just said, the authenticity of who Travis is in that class. Yeah. So I have to be Travis at Valkyrie Fitness. I have to be Travis at Orange Theory Fitness, regardless. Because when you come see me, you know you are getting me. Yeah. Not some idea. Yeah. Not the guy you see on the wall at Lululemon. But even if you look at those pictures on the wall at Lululemon, that's fucking me, dude. Like, look at my eyes. Look at the veins. Like, people always say, dude, on your pictures, you have your, – your neck is popping out. Like, what were you doing? Weren't you guys just, like, taking photos? I was like, yes, but I was screaming at Colleen on the rower while we were taking those photos. Oh, yeah. And they're like, well, why would you do that? I'm like, because if people are going to come into a store and there's going to be a picture of me on the wall – like, I don't, I don't care, man. You're going to get me, dude. No matter where you see me, yeah. you're going to get me. I would imagine a good photographer would, would, would coach people to do that. Paul kind of shit. loved the shit out of it. Yeah, to actually tell you to really yell. Paul was like, things. dog. Paul was, and Paul was sweating when he was taking the photos. Yeah. He was getting amped. He was like, man, let's. He's like, <laughs> he's like Travis in here trying to get the Holy Ghost on the rower. Yeah. And even Colleen who's one of my coaches, one of my best coaches. I love her to death. She was even on the road. She was like, Travis, you were driving me insane on the rower. She was like, I felt like I was in an actual goddamn workout. And we were doing photos. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, because I felt like I had to present that side of it yeah. before, you know, on the photos. Now, unfortunately, that came back to haunt me when I got over to Finney's. And Eric's holding mitts for me, and I'm trying to throw fucking kicks. At you. I'm tired as a motherfucker. So those photos didn't look so great. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but regardless, it was all still me at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's all I'm trying to do. And that's why I said, that's why, like, you know how people always say, hey, let's stop throwing the word love around because it's, be, it's just being used too casually and stuff. Well, I think there's a lot of other words that people should stop just throwing around like that. Because it, it's like, are we truly defining, you know? Like when people are like, oh, I'm selfless. Like why? Because you bought the whole bar shots last night? Like that's why you're selfless? Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, it's because like, you know, like because I'm always like I'm always there for my for my people and for my friends and for my family and stuff. And I'm like, well, that's fucking awesome. But are you ever there for you? Like, are you ever there for you? Because you can also be selfless and also be there for you, too. You can also give, 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 give to everybody else, but be there for you, too. Well, you have to be there for yourself first. Yep. Because how are you truly giving people if you can't even take care of what's going on in La Casa? Right. You know? Yeah. So that's why, like, I always try my hardest to make sure that, like, before I even tell anybody a shred of anything that I'm not just talking out the side of my fucking ass. Yeah. Because I, I wouldn't want anybody to do that to me, man. Like, I always try to just bring it, like, right back. Like, you can you can be one of those people who are like, oh, you know, treat others like you want to be treated and all that stuff. But, I mean, I think there's a lot of real value to that at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, dude, you're fucking – you have a ton of energy. That's for sure. Do you – are like, um, do you take, uh, like, pre-workout or anything? Fuck no. I say, like, <laughs> Hell no, dude. Um, I do – now, I'm not going to front. I do – 
take uh, energized aminos. Yeah. Um, but normally, I don't even take those when I'm working out. Yeah. Um, usually, I'm taking those like in between clients. Yeah. So like, if you see me when I'm training and I have a shaker bottle and I'm like shaking up my my uh, little containers, it's usually my energized aminos, BCAAs yeah. Yeah. that I'm drinking throughout the course of the day. Yeah. I'm not even. They're not even geared anywhere towards my workout. Now, I used to do pre workout. I used to be one of those dudes in the gym wearing. Air Force Ones and Jordans and, you know, just doing nothing but fucking rows all the damn time. Bro City in yeah. the gym 24-7. And I would drink Cellular Core, um, Beast, uh, all those pre-workouts. Um, every company. I tried all their shit. Um, and then I started really honing in on my Olympic weightlifting. And I started noticing that while I was trying to actually feel engagement, in certain portions of my body to be able to hit these lifts. Yeah. I was so fucking rattled and sweaty and oh, all yeah. that stuff that I couldn't concentrate. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done. Yeah. The vast majority of those just have a ton of stimulants yep. in them. I'm like, I'm done. And I mean, and like people even like, you know, well, you drink coffee. So that's one of the reasons why you're so, I actually can drink coffee and go to sleep. Like yeah. coffee does not do anything for me. Really? Mm -mm, nothing at all. Some I'm not people a people are like that. Yeah, I'm not a stimulant chaser. Like I don't chase caffeine. I don't chase highs. Like I wake up in the morning and I go through this like highlight reel of what the fuck just happened the night before. And then I pinpoint things that I don't want to feel for this upcoming day. And the minute that's done, all of a sudden it's like a range of targets that pop up. Yeah. And it's like Orange Theory, Valkyrie Fitness, meet up with Haley, go do yoga, you know? Yeah. And, and it's just like, I feel like I'm the bullet. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm like. Do you write things down? Do you, like, fuck yeah. do you have a checklist? All the time. Uh, like a daily checklist, I mean? I got a weekly checklist. I got a daily checklist. I have a client checklist. I got a whole bunch of checklists that I only utilize about 63% of the time. But they're there. You have the checklist. I got the checklist. Yep. So you have there's stuff written on them. <laughs> there's notes. There's ideas. There's things marked off, erased, deleted. Um, they are ongoing pieces of their own monstrosities. For like just different projects? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Always going. Yeah. No, yep. but like a daily checklist. Mm -hmm. You have like yep. a like an evolving life is a project. Evolving daily. Yep. Okay. Life is a project. All right, so let's go back a little bit because um, when did you get into? How long have you been training? About this will be my seventh year. Seventh year of training. Seventh year of training coming. Well, it would have just. Yeah, I guess it would have been like February. Yeah, would have been like the start of year seven on training. Um, so I was working for Enterprise Rent a Car. And I was sitting at a desk, and I'm an athlete, playing rugby, playing basketball, playing hockey, all this little goofy shit. Um, strip mall kung fu kid growing up, all that shit. All <laughs> the entire time, I'm like, why am I sitting in this desk? Yeah. But I knew why, because I had a great voice, I'm not stupid, and I'm working for a company that these are the best assets to be able to provide growth. Yeah, what is that? That what's that program called? Like the management training program? Yeah, their MT program. Yeah, yeah, uh, which I'm sure it's involved into like plenty of things. From but now. you work like six days a week. Yeah, 
fucking um, like 10 hours a day. And luckily I didn't, I never went that route because I never really wanted to work out in the field. Um, I really wanted to work more on the financial like backside of everything. Cause I'm as much as I'm a, I'm like, I play a numbers guy on TV. Like I'm a fake ass numbers guy. I love numbers guy, but I'm just, I have no patience to really focus the whole entire time on numbers. I'm not a numbers guy. Yeah. So, but I, I do know numbers exist and I understand why they are there. I just don't want to try to have to pay attention to them a lot if I don't have to. So, but I like when I see stuff that's coming in that I get to analyze and observe. And so whenever I first started working for Enterprise, I went that direction and not like the whole rental side. Mm. And so it kept me in a cubicle the whole entire time. Yeah. Um, But I was also the guy who was always coming into work with like a jug of water or I was coming into work with, you know, my cooler full of my own meals that I prepped and stuff. And so, you know, and I would always hear it from like all the people that I worked with. They'd be like, Alan Travis is, and we got cake day. So Travis isn't going to have any cake, man. I would go in there and crush five pieces of cake. No fucks given. Really? Yep. Fuck y'all. Uh, fuck, fuck every fuck every single one of you guys. I used to say no a lot. Yeah. I just say no. It's like the best practice to say no. Just get used to saying no because because Becky always wants to have a fucking potluck. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I don't want to have a potluck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True used, story. Yeah, man. I used to work in the office too. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Every time, every Thursday, there's something day. Somebody birthday. Somebody going out of town. Somebody got this. And that was the thing. I was like, look, man, I don't need to be involved in all that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. But if I want to get down on a donut day, I'm about to get down. Yeah. Like, because I like donuts too, motherfucker. I just don't need to eat them every single day. Right. I don't need to crush a whole pizza from Papa John's at lunch at my desk all day. Yeah. You know, it's okay for me to get up and go. Like, I used to go to the gym at lunch. And I never went to the gym at lunch so that I could like be some dude who's like I'm healthier than everybody else no motherfuckers because when I got home from work I want to smoke weed and watch anime I don't want to have to go to the gym I want to get that shit done yeah and have y'all and she's worked at a gym we've been in playing gyms we've worked y'all know what the gym is like at five o'clock in the evening oh yeah it's prime, right it's prime time right it's busy so guess what Travis didn't want to do didn't go to, to the gym. gym at five o'clock I want to go to the crib get on the couch <laughs> pop my feet up and watch Dragon Ball Z <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the work was already done. You know what I've noticed in the uh in the office is that we're just in general, like when when you're the healthy person around a whole bunch of people that aren't healthy, they always try to make you feel bad about being Yeah, healthy. like what's up with that? <laughs> like and you know well the craziest thing Maybe too, it's just them trying to make themselves feel better. Yeah, that's always what the case is. Here's what I love. This is this is the best part. Like, so one of my all time favorite movies, regardless of what you know, you're into will always be Revenge of the Nerds because I I, oh, I, I will always root for the <laughs> little man. You know what I mean? For the person movie. who everybody thinks is ain't got shit yeah. that just shows up and just blows up. So it always kills me whenever you're the healthy person in the office. Yeah. And everybody else is just ragging on you for such a long time. And then what happens? Here comes January, right? And everybody's like, oh, I'm going to start walking around the campus and like who's the first person everybody starts coming asking questions to oh every time right oh man right so the whole entire year they just been like oh travis this this. it's like travis hey so i was reading about this diet and i want to know what your thoughts are i'm like oh now you want to know what my thoughts are 
Well, you know what my thoughts are? Uh, I got to go because there's a UFC fight that I'm about to go watch. Bye-bye. You know what I mean? Like, and you figure it out. No, but I would always – and that's how I got into training is that's what it evolved into. Yeah, it went for me working in an office, giving always advice. giving out free freaking advice, yeah. seeing people at the gym, always giving out free freaking advice. I give a ton of free advice out now all the mm-hmm. time. I still do. I yeah, still get – I constant. give out even way more than I used to. Yeah. Because I got more knowledge. Yeah, dude, yeah. I think about the shit that I used to know and knowing what I know now. And it's like, oh, my God, I didn't know yeah, anything. I, no shit. I still don't know anything. Yeah, I don't know There's, fucking oh shit. Oh, my goodness. The more I don't I know learn. a goddamn thing. That's why I'm always willing to listen. Yeah. Because I don't know shit. Yeah. But that's what got me into training is I said, okay, enough is enough. Let me get online. When NSCA, I loved it because I'd already known NSCA through Olympic weightlifting and stuff like that. What does NSCA mean? National Strength and Conditioning Association. Okay. Um, so these are your, that particular governing board is going to be your governing board that's more geared towards the athletic style of fitness. So like NASM, sports and medicine, you know, these guys are more geared towards general population of fitness. ACE, in my opinion, more geared towards gen pop, where like ISSA used to be like what NSA, NSCA is now. And they have now kind of, in my opinion, overtaken ISSA, which sucks because now a lot of places and even Orange Theory is very evident that they don't want anybody with ISSA credentials working. Uh, International Strength and Sports Association is what ISSA is. Uh, And so these are all the places that you're getting your certifications through. Right. Okay. And so the thing that kills me about that, American Council of Exercise, all these guys, um, is at the end of the day, you guys, everybody's kind of taking the same tests. Oh, yeah. You're all learning about the same planes. You're all learning about the same rotations. You're all learning about the same anatomy. It's just really just credentialing and It's marketing. credentialing it. Um, the sad reality is now you, you even see it from a standpoint where if you have a company that's saying, I only want these people yeah. accepted. Now you have to start asking, okay, why? Is that because like these people, you're, they're paying you? To do this, it could be that, or they just or want is a it particular just truly like, that you know, thinking. yeah, that these governing boards are the best routes or outlets to go for people. Well, I wouldn't say they're the best, right? Because I've gotten several certifications, like NASM, mm-hmm. ACE. I got ACE's mm-hmm. health coach, right. and so it's like those. I think those are just like just good, like. To but me, once you get the major, then it's CEUs after that, right? I just look at them as as just it just is credentials for like the the everyday person right so it, it kind of gives them confidence because right. honestly it doesn't really validate for me like what i already know right it just validates for others right and then it's just like a good marketing tool right it's like all right look i've already, i've studied under these things but from what i've learned from as much as i've studied mm-hmm. is that the the information takes a long time to filter into these into these programs yeah. we, we've actually shown it takes 20 to 30 years for current data from science today to mm-hmm. actually be taught into like into like medical uh, right. curriculum. Right. So it takes a long time to filter this information through to like these these sources. And um, the the way to learn things real time is through podcasts yep. or like reading Big books time. and different things. Yep. So, Auditory is very very helpful this day. Exactly. So these things that's why that's why I just say they're good for credentialing, right? Because they have some good basic stuff, yeah. but especially on nutrition, yeah. it's all old information. But I think you would agree with me completely that the way to go has always been practical. 
I mean, if you can actually go do a workshop, like your MACE workshop that you went to, yeah. how much more are you going to learn from that than reading a book or doing a test online? It definitely helps to do. You're going to learn a lot more with the do. And that's why I like, if you're going to learn from somewhere, like, yeah, definitely learn from people that are hands-on. Like, that's why I really like the on-it ones. Mm -hmm. Or like Strong First, mm -hmm. for example. Yeah. Like You have to not only Everything. be able to teach those, but you have to be able to, to do, do them. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. And, we, um, and those are the those are the good programs. You for know, sure. one of the crazy things about the company that I work for with OTF is that we 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 actually get a lot of people who are like members, right? And they're like, "Oh my God, like, I want to be a coach. Mm -hmm. Like, how can I be a coach?" And you know, we tell them all the the stuff that they have to do. Like, you have to get certified. You have to go through this. You have to do the OT Fit certify. You have to do all this stuff to become a coach. Mike auditions. All this stuff is out there. And it's available and ready to make you an OTF coach. Okay. But if you're a person who has to option or modify the workouts that you are currently doing as a member of an OT system, it is going to be very, very difficult for you to also coach this particular workout too. There was a... Uh, a, a what, lady. Oh, hold on, I gotta understand this. What do you mean? Yeah. You're saying like so? Like here, I'm if, gonna give if, you an example. If you're exact, the coach, or if you're the participant. If you're the coach. So what I'm doing is uh, I'm gonna give you an exact so example. Saying, if of what you're I'm the coach, about. if you can't do the workout, it's gonna be hard to coach the yep. workout. Yep. Oh, that kind of makes sense, though, yep. right? Doesn't it? Yep. So there's a woman that I love to death. She still comes to my studio. I just saw her in my class on Wednesday before we got ready to go out of town. She's a Strider person. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, in my opinion. We should have coaches in Orange Theory who can't run. You know why? Because we have bikes and striders in the studio. So who would be the best coach of a person in a, on a bike or strider? When you go to Cycle Bar, are they standing around, walking around you guys? Or are those girls and guys on the bikes too? They're on the bikes too. You know why? Because they are showing you what you are needing to do for this intensity, for this moment, for this portion of the workout. Yeah. And then also guiding you through that. So who is better to coach somebody on a bike and strider than somebody who also uses a bike and strider? So I'm thinking at that standpoint, like, that's great. But then here comes the other issue. If the person can't do the floor exercises. So if every single time we have a plank you have to drop down to your knees because you can't even hold a plank for more than 30 seconds. Yeah, that's well, an issue. You're probably not designed to teach someone how to do a plank in class. Well, don't you want somebody who can teach everything? Exactly. Right. So the down point of something as great as Orange Theory is we get these people that love the workouts to death, and they're there every single day in the studio, and they're busting their asses, and they're putting their hearts on the line, and they're getting after these workouts. And then some of them are like, I can do, I want to do this. I want to give the same, you know, feeling to somebody else that I get on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. And you have to look at them in the eye and you have to say, Dar, I'm so sorry, darling. You can't do this. And it's only because I know for a fact you can't do this particular movement on the floor. And not only am I going to have to have you show this movement to somebody else, but I'm going to have to have you show this movie, movement to somebody else who also probably can't do this movement the right way. And they're going to need an option or a modification. And you are going to have to be able to deliver that. 
you can't just go straight to the option and the modification. You have to show the entire spectrum of this particular movement yeah. before we can move on. Yeah, you definitely wouldn't be able to show everything. Um, but they could at some point, though, right? I mean, it's not like well, they're it static. Depends. They're not it, static. Well, not it static depends. Creatures. I mean, you know, unfortunately for her, she also was an older member. She yeah. is an older member. So time is not going to allow things to get better in that regards. Like over time, her hips and knees are not about to get stronger. So hmm. that the, the reason why she needs to do the options is because yeah. she's probably very, very close to osteoporosis. How old is she? Probably 67. Oh, man. Shit. She can start doing some collagen, mm -hmm. start doing some uh, some chondritin and, and different things for her joints. True. Change, change, make sure she's getting enough sleep. She could probably do it within a few years. <laughs> I have faith. Well, hey, if she could, I would be right behind her, rooting her on the entire freaking time. The body's the body's amazing. Bro. The body is amazing, but unfortunately, owners, yeah, brands, yeah, sometimes they're not amazing. But that's just a, a small piece of fitness, right? I mean, yeah. Orange Theory. There's a, there's a whole for sure. And here's the thing: other way here, to train. Here's the thing that's great though. This particular woman that I'm also talking about. She already owns her own studio. She's a trainer. Oh, yeah. She owns her own studio. And so that's why I love it because I'm like, girl, I know you're already killing it in your own stuff. Yeah. I'm like, so even though you can't do this, that does not mean you're not still changing people's lives. Yeah. Yeah, it's great that you come to my classes and you feel like I'm changing your life, but you are also, you already have that stimulus going on. Yeah. I'm like, you already got that. Yeah. I'm like, not everything is for everybody. Yeah. Like that, it's just, it's just, that's the way it is. Yeah, no, that's true, man. We're all not built for everything. Now, you used to do a lot of CrossFit, right? Yeah. All right, I, I want to learn about that. I still do a lot of CrossFit. You still do a lot it's of CrossFit. It's just kind of evolved. Yeah. I don't take classes anymore. Yeah, because I would, I would be the first to say, like, I am not the biggest fan of the CrossFit model in the sense that there are a lot of the gyms out there that will throw people into movements that they yeah, shouldn't be doing. For sure. A lot of people get injured doing this type mm -hmm. of workout. Mm -hmm. Now, I know when we had spoke about it previously, we, we spoke a lot about from like the, the sport aspect of it. Yeah. And I, that's what I really want to talk to you about. Yeah. So, so I got into CrossFit probably about around the same time that I started training. Um, really, it was more um, the anaerobic side of it. So I really didn't get into the like gymnastic side of it like until further down the line. Yeah. Because I was more on the like, hey, I really like to do Olympic weightlifting because I've been doing that for a very, very long time. Um, but I do kind of like the fact that every once in a while I can throw like 20 snatches into this movement, do some burpees, get on a rower and mm -hmm. then and get after it because it just feels amazing to go through that hill. Um, but. I've always understood like the fears around the sport and around what the idea of CrossFit is. Another thing is I will always be like devil's advocate. Like I tell people all the time, I am definitely probably the most half glass person you've ever met because I love seeing stuff from both sides. And I look from it from a standpoint that while I can sit here and say all the wrong things about CrossFit, Unfortunately, in the world of fitness, I can also apply those things to Orange Theory now. And I could have always and have always been able to even apply this 
to normal one-on-one training. Because the way that I've always felt is at the end of the day, regardless if it's CrossFit, yoga, Pilates, bar, um, Orange Theory, Shred, Yoga 6, Plank, Studio 3, whoever, whatever it is you're doing, if you don't, if you're not being led by the correct people, you, anybody can get hurt. Oh, yeah. Everybody is at risk. If you're at a Studio 3 gym or a plank gym and you're on a mega former and you're doing one of those, bear, what do they call them, bear lunges, where you're doing that slow, static lunge, bringing your leg in and then bringing that leg out. Well, if you don't have somebody that's there properly making sure you understand the balance on your feet, like what's going on in the heels, what's going on in the balls of the feet, what's going on there, and this is all shooting up through the knees, well, guess what? Two seconds later, you got three people falling on that megaformer, knees out, A, M, L, whatever you want it to be. See ya. Bye. Okay? What, what happened? The instructor wasn't paying attention to the person they got hurt because the instructor was too busy flirting with the cute blind chick on the megaformer with the great ass, you know? Then you go into a big box gym, club fitness, golds, whatever. It's one-on-one training, so there should be no issue. But then there's this woman over in the corner with a 30-pound barbell, and she's doing a press that I guess is military because she's staying, like, in the frontal plane, but just out to the side, and she's doing, like, 30 reps. And the fucking trainer is just standing right there next to her. And he or she might be on her phone or – yeah, well, I mean, be looking at it. There are bad trainers like, everywhere, I'm, and that's what I'm, 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 that's what I'm leading to. Yeah. So, then you you get to a CrossFit gym. You go to the CrossFit gym that I've been to plenty of times, that I've walked through plenty of times, and it's PR, 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 PR. What's the heaviest snatch? What's your heaviest clean? What's your heaviest jerk? What's your best friend? What's your best Grace? What's your best Linda? What's your best Helen? What's your best Diane? And it's just everything is competition, 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 competition. And that's where a lot of people are getting hurt because you just have coaches that are in there also like I'm competing, I'm competing, I'm competing, I'm competing. So while they should be making sure that Jessica form for her midline is correct while she's doing her warm-up kipping, on the bar because we got muscle ups later yeah. in the day. He's over there like thinking about his workout today. And I got, you know, 29, I got to finish up this and I got to beat such and such as time. That's on my comp train. And all these people were just like left and lost. And then you're like, all right, everybody go grab a barbell. We got three part snatch today. Shins, knee, thigh over you have people who have never picked up a barbell in their life they're like pvc bike okay Mm -hmm. got it training bar 15 pounds think i got it okay yeah women 35 pound bar men 45 pound bar pick them up go i do not have it yeah then nobody comes over and says hey you don't have that you know why? Because that CrossFit coach is still over there like, mm. like I can't believe Yeah. Chris Abbott just <laughs> got tested on phone. for fucking steroids. <laughs> That's just tarnishing our sport. But you got Jessica over here dying 
underneath the bar trying to overhead squat, and it's like a shit show. Yeah. But then you have CrossFit gyms like the one that I work at, and there's some of these gyms out there, a lot of these gyms out there, where they're like, hi, how are you? Oh, nice to meet you. You don't just get to come into our classes. We have this thing called an on-ramp program. In the on-ramp program, which is six to eight weeks, we teach you all the Olympic lifts, the clean, the jerk, the snatch. We make sure you know how to regular squat before we even put a barbell inside of your hand. We make sure you know how to hip hinge when you're swinging a kettlebell and squeezing your glutes so that your midline is taken care of, so that your low back is not getting jacked up when you're doing kettlebell swings. We go through what you would have to deal with in a CrossFit workout piece by piece. And we take six to eight weeks to get you there. And then you have a test workout. And if you pass that test workout, now you're allowed to go to CrossFit classes. But if you don't pass that test workout, we need to go fix what you messed up in. On that test workout. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of those a lot of those movements lend to injury though. Mm-hmm. The, so oh, oh, snatching that over the head like that. Yeah. So you have um most people don't have that capacity. They don't. And that's why um, you know, there's a huge movement in the sport to make sure people like and honestly I can be completely honest when I say this. One of the things I love about CrossFit athletes is a majority of them take care of their bodies way more than any other fitness people in the world like the diets are so much better in crossfit because everybody's on the zone diets the flexibility the, the the dedication to stretching with and bands and using things like romwad and all that stuff it's just so amazing to see how people are taking care of their bodies because of the toll that we're putting on our bodies yeah. to get better in these movements and to do these movements with this virtuosity that we're looking for in this sport yeah. so that we can get a better time next time and stuff like that. So in regards to the sport, what people also have to remember is when you watch it on TV in about two weeks, I mean uh, two months, the CrossFit games that you see on TV – That is the Denver Nuggets. That is the New England Patriots. That is the St. Louis Cardinals. Those are high-level fucking athletes, man. Those are full-time, world-class athletes. Exactly. I've noticed CrossFit really lends – I mean, you have your outliers, but to a very particular body type. You're you're an outlier for the body type, right? It's like usually guys about 5'10", ranging between 190 to 210, just Mm -hmm. real thick guys. Mm -hmm. Or even in the girls, I mean, they're usually, what, like 5'8 or so? 5'8", 5'6". Yeah, 5'6 to Um, 5'8", usually probably about, what, 160? 116, uh, like 125 up to about 155, 160. Okay. Yeah, to say like they're fucking yeah, and I mean phenomenal yeah, shape. great shape. Everybody's got a you know but a very body fat build. percentage of seven to thirteen percent. Yeah, I mean they almost have bodybuilder physiques. Yeah, when you see them, these high level and they're athletes. doing crazy shit, man. They're doing crazy shit, and it's beautiful when you see it on oh, that man. level. Yeah, um, and that's the thing. They like, make a documentary every mm-hmm. year about it. I yeah, love the, the, it. the 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 redeemed documentary series, yeah. all the stuff that comes out with the games. It's such a, like an amazing world uh, in regards to fitness. And I, like I said, before I did CrossFit, I was just like everybody else. I'm like, man, that shit is stupid. Like, them people getting hurt. And then I, then I said, wait a minute, Travis, shut the fuck up. And before you say one more word, go see if you can do it. 
or go 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 figure out more about it. Go learn more about it. Yeah. And just like we were talking about earlier, I want to learn from the practical side. Mm. So I'm not just going to sit there and keep reading all these articles from these people who love CrossFit to death and talk about how, you know, great it is for them. I right. need to go see if it's great for me. Yeah. You know, taking that like Tim Ferriss approach. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like go get in everything. First hand's the way to go, man. Exactly. Every time. Exactly. I jump head first in everything. For sure. So, I mean, like the the thing that I love is the evolution of it right now. And I think that I'm a part of the evolution of it right now, not only with what I'm doing with Valkyrie Fitness, but what I'm doing with my own training. Yeah. Because now my own training is very kind of centered towards me. Like, even though I know that there's other guys and girls that are doing some of the same movements that I'm doing, I am now using a platform that's giving me my own workout in a CrossFit fashion yeah. without me allowing me to have to go attend classes. And the reason why that's important for me is because I don't have time to go attend classes. CrossFit like, classes? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't. You have a you have your own coach though, right? Yeah. 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 And I and I and I can't I, I, I can't go I can go coach a CrossFit class. Yeah. But I can't take a CrossFit class. And the reason why is because normally when CrossFit classes are going on, I have clients. Yeah, you're coaching. Or I'm teaching Orange Theory. Yeah. So I don't I don't have time to do a CrossFit How class. How many hours a week you are you training? Monday or coaching. So overall fitness time frame for Travis, Monday through Thursday is usually 14 to 15 hours of training a day. Damn. And then Friday is usually 9 to 12 hours of training a day. Dude, I am hours. normally walking out of my apartment by 4 o'clock in the morning and walking back into my apartment at about 7.30. At night. Yeah. And that's usually Monday through Thursday. Shit, dude, I'm just doing the math. Yeah, dude, it's like 70 hours a week plus. Mm -hmm. Plus. Damn. And then, um, you know, I train at Orange Theory on Sundays, three classes. Yeah. So that's another, like, four hours, you know, give and take a travel and yeah. preparation and setup. And then I have a Saturday where if clients missed one of their things or I had a obligation whether it's through lululemon or something else that i have to be at then i'll make makeup sessions so yeah it'll extend the week even yeah. more you know well, i you know have time for all that um or do you have time for anything else yeah that's kind of the real question yeah um so i used to take a lot of pride in the fact that uh that i'm not like sitting on facebook or anything for like more than five to six minutes at a time. Yeah. Um, and I still kind of do, uh, even though like, you know, Instagram and Snapchat and all that stuff, I'm definitely like on there a little bit more than five to seven minutes. Yeah, that's how you build a business these days. Exactly. You got to. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you have to. It's a part of it. Yep, it is. And if you if you want to play that game, you got to be in there. Um, mm, but, climate. but I think <clears throat> if I constantly re remind myself that that's why I'm utilizing those platforms, it makes it easier to, dictate that or dedicate that time to it yeah but then it does allow you know issues with being in a relationship with the person like dating right now is probably like the hardest thing in my life because not only do I have all this time dedicated to you know 28 plus clients 
over 1,600 members in Orange Theory because I'm the head coach at Orange Theory. All right. I'm not, yeah, I'm not just a regular coach. Like, mm. I'm the guy in charge there. Oh, shit. Yeah. So if my coaches are not doing something right or if there's an emergency or something, I, that's me. So you got to take care of the team. Yeah. yeah. So not only do I have my clients, I have my coaches, and I have my members at my studio, but guess what? Also have my son. Yeah. And he's number one. How old is he? Ten. Yeah. He's number one. So when I'm talking to beautiful young women and I'm meeting them and I'm wanting to spend time with them and stuff like that, like I almost have to let them know, like right off the bat, like, yo, I might not, you might not see and or hear from me <laughs> for a couple of days. Yeah. And it does not mean that I'm not thinking about you or that I'm not wondering what's going on with you or anything like that. But if I was to just jot down on a spreadsheet or a piece of paper what my day-to-day looks like for this upcoming week, you would understand why. Yeah. And you would actually be like, hey, like if you cared about me, you'd be like, oh, boo, no, you do what you got to do. Like I, I understand that. You you grinding, you hustle, you go do what you got to do. But uh, But the sad part is, and I think a lot of this also has to do with where we live in St. Louis, there's a lot of women that I've – talk to that they are not going to accept that we live in a different climate for sure here in the midwest yeah it's a different set of uh, values yeah when i lived in la that was would have never been an issue yeah because everybody out there has like four jobs six jobs everybody's hustling yeah you know um but when you come back to the midwest that could be could be a little bit difficult yeah you know and 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 my biggest trying to settle down right and my biggest thing is like i'm such a like cheerleader for like what everybody else wants to do that like I keep stem you know bringing them back to at the end of the day man I'm just trying to treat you how I want to be treated yeah so if like I'm respecting the fact that you want to just you know do what you need to do at the pace that you want to do yeah like understand my hustle too yeah understand the pace that I'm in yeah yeah like I'm Sonic the motherfucking hedgehog dog <laughs> like listen <laughs> like, yeah. like that like and so if you want to date me, you about to date Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. Yeah. That don't mean you need to run as fast as me, though. Yeah. You don't need to be anywhere near my speed because I'm actually going to appreciate the time that I get to spend with you a lot more because that means I've gotten to slow down yeah. my time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I love a Sunday when I can just go brunch and just hang out, have a couple drinks, get something to eat, and then go relax for the rest of the day, sit outside and just be. Yeah, it's starting to get nice, too. You know, Fucking it's that time of year. Yeah. Right. So, like, I'm, like, a huge proponent of that. Um, but guess what I said? I got somebody that's number one. Yeah. So I'm on that Sonic the Hedgehog shit right now because I want that motherfucker to be able to also breathe mm. and not be stressed about his life and yeah. living bill to bill and paycheck to paycheck. And yeah, dude. Because that's a hard way to live, man, and that's what's killing wealth. us, man. Oh, yeah. That's what's killing us. Yeah. Like, we have all these things, man. We have all these things. Everybody has demons. Every single one of us has demons. And we should all have the availability and the space to deal with these demons right up here. But we are not allowed to. You know why? Because we got to keep that shit on. Because we have to keep 
these things working yeah. because we have to keep this stuff on our feet or this on our back or this in our belly. Yeah. So there's just constant like. It can become a rat race, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's very important to take, uh, you know, out of the things in your life. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a very uh, materialistic person. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it's real easy to get wrapped up in just like always trying to keep up with the next with thing. With the Joneses yeah, and man, all that stuff. It's fucking easy to do. That's one of the things that I was start out life in debt. super happy with Lululemon about. Yeah. Yeah. Lululemon, man. Like they, they came to me and they were like, we love how you are a fucking Tasmanian devil. Yeah. Of fire, energy, and life. Yeah. But Travis, if you do not start taking a couple moments for yourself, you are going to blow the fuck up. You are literally going to spontaneously combust one day. Yeah. Do you meditate or anything? Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah. All the time, man. Yeah, we were talking about that a little bit as yep. far as breath work. Yep, breath work. I love it. It's it's necessary in my life. That's the only way I can keep up my level of activity. Like when people walk away from me and they shake their head and they're like, man, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I tell them how I do it. I'm like, dog, I'll take a second for myself. Yeah. Like I had a conversation just this past uh, Thursday down in Orlando with another Orange Theory coach. And we were talking about how one of the policies that they're going to be enacting is they do not want people to come into the studio before class and they're looking at it from like an insurance policy like hey we don't want people just jumping on the treadmill getting on the rower because if a coach ain't in there they could get hurt and now we all fucked so i used to look at it from a standpoint of no why don't we let the coach have a couple minutes to themselves why because they're about to give a full hour to a whole nother group of individuals. Yeah. So let that coach have about five minutes to themselves to just think, mm-hmm. to just breathe, to just be, you know, like, don't, don't, don't mess with the music. Don't, yeah. you know, just go over in the corner of the room, man, sit down, just be, Yeah. you know, just listen to yourself for a second. And not a lot of coaches do it. And I think, you know, it would help them in regards to being able to do this a lot longer in their careers if they remember that, because you'll get these coaches that'll just go, 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 go. And then two years later, a year later, they are just completely burnt out and they want to back off and all that stuff. And it's because they never gave any moments to themselves in the studio. Yeah. They gave the hour and then they're giving extra hours. Right. Now you're about to start. I mean, you have Valkyrie Fitness, right? right. And you say you're about to take that full time. That's the goal. Yeah, yeah. So are you is the plan to, to still continue to coach as many hours once you know once you do that? No. Because what's the plan with that? So like right now what my plan is is to take what I'm doing with Orange Theory and make it the best that I could possibly make it. And why? Because I need to find another leader. I need to find another and I and I know who it is, I believe, and I'm very, very happy and I'm actually excited. Because if I do, no, when I do leave Orange Theory, I do want everything to be left in good hands because I love the workout and I love the platform that Orange Theory gave me. And I am so like appreciative to that fucking company that I love the fact that they're about to grow and keep on growing and blowing it up. Yeah. It's not my company, though. Yeah. And 
it always boils down to I got somebody. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will look at it from a standpoint and they're like, well, Travis, well, if you know that they're about to grow and that's what they're, you know, they, they have this projection, then why would you not want to stay on that train? Because I'm not a fucking employee. That's why. <laughs> because I'm Valkyrie Fitness. Yeah. I'm not Orange Theory Fitness. I'm not CrossFit Fitness. I'm not Plank Fitness. I'm not Shred Fitness. I am Travis fucking Fitness. And Travis Fitness is Valkyrie Fitness. Yeah. This is what I made. This is what I created. Yeah. This is what I spend those extra hours in the night thinking about. How can I make sure that my girls, my guys look, feel, and are acting and being the best people that they can be? Why? Because when the zombie apocalypse come, all I have to do is send out a text message and say, we ready. Because <laughs> we have been training for it, you know? Yeah. Um, so the plan is to develop, and she's already being developed, if she will have me as accepting of turning over the ropes to her, which I believe she will because we had a very long conversation about it, which was very successful. Um, that would allow me to know that I can move on and be at peace with moving on. Because yeah. right now, I am not at peace. Like, And I've had conversations within the last 24 hours with people about how I am not at peace, about how there is like, a lot of conflict and turmoil going on in my head right now. Mm -hmm. Like there is a fucking war going on in my head right now. And I am just trying to find those little pockets of space that I can pop my head out and say, cool. Everything's all right. We all good. Yeah. Everybody's cool. Cool. Everybody's still good. Then I can close it and go back to the war, yeah. you know, because I got to finish the war. Like I got to finish it. So that's where I'm at right now. It's fucking war zone. It's crunch time. It is round three. And you know what I'm talking about. It is round three. Yeah. Right now. Um, so the plan is to get her ready to go. And then as I am getting her ready to go, then it is time for me to start phasing myself away from the hours in the studio. Yeah. Why? Because now the hours need to be dedicated to Valkyrie on the admin side, on the promotion side, on the marketing side, because it needs to be 100% both feet in that sandbox, not one in one box, one in the other box. And right now, one is in one, one is in the other. One of them is on a rollerblade, one of them on the ice skate. <laughs> I need to figure out if I'm fucking ice skating or rollerblading yeah. right now. And I know which one I want to do because I know which one is mine. Yeah. So the goal is to get that there. And there's a timeline. I'm not going to give that timeline out right now. Because there's some people who are going to be listening to this podcast that are about to be freaking the fuck out. <laughs> and I know who they are. Yeah. And I love them all to death. Yeah, they're just getting the news right now. If they're getting the news right now, they are freaking the fuck out. <laughs> you know? Uh, but that's what platforms are for. Yeah, man. Podcasting I would, I, I would never shit. even think about having this conversation with somebody that's not close to me unless it was on a platform like this. Yeah. Like I would not be casually in the studio being like, you know what? Travis has a timeline now yeah. for how long he's going to be an Orange Theory coach. Yeah. I would never be in the studio saying that until I've had that conversation with my owner. And that's the conversation with the owner. Yeah. But with the platform, the reason why it's okay to put it out on the platform is because 
once again, it's about authenticity. Yeah. Like you have to make sure people know that they are getting you because if not, the minute they find out that you're full of shit, they're out the door. Holler. Bye. That's true. And and it's not about business. I'm not even talking about, I'm talking about life. Yeah. It's not about business, it's about life. The minute you find out who that person truly is, it's like, "Mm, okay. Yeah. So always be yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, we are at an hour, so let's fucking, I don't know, dude, time's flying. Let's yeah, wrap this up. Wrap um, it up. I'm going to leave the floor to you. How can folks okay. get a hold of you? Anything you want to plug? Social so, handles? Yeah, so you guys can find me on Instagram uh, at NyQuil. Uh, I still use my old DJ name. There's so much shit that, <laughs> like that I've been in in this world. Uh, N-Y-Q-U-I-2-L's. Uh, you can find me on Instagram that. Um, Valkyrie Fitness is on Snapchat. So if you're on Snapchat, follow me at Valkyrie Fitness on Snapchat. Um, Valkyrie Fitness on Facebook as well. Um, Twitter is Travis Nyquil on Twitter. So at Travis Nyquil, you can find me on there. Um, I'm an ambassador for Lululemon. So please go to Frontenac, any store, hop in the wall. You'll see me in there. Um, every once in a while, come visit me at Orange Theory. Come take my classes. Come let me kick your ass. Uh, come find me at Valkyrie Fitness. Come over to CrossFit St. Louis. Come do a workout. Let me show you functional lifting. Uh, give you a knowledge about percentages and tempo work and, you know, changing up body composition through other means. Um, yeah, that's how you can find me. I can dig it. So why was that your, your DJ name? So uh, I had a friend who had a house party and it was her birthday and she wanted me to DJ her house party. And I was drum and bass DJ at the time. And I was, I didn't have a DJ name. I just would show up at parties and after parties and just DJ. Yeah. And, uh, I was super sick, but it was my friend. So I made sure I was going to show up for her little birthday party. So I like took a shot of NyQuil, (laughs) went up to the party, started DJing, was kind of nodding a little bit at the the tables (laughs) And, you know, it's a rave party scene. Yeah. So some of the kids thought I was on some other shit while I was DJing. Oh, yeah. So one of the kids is like, yeah, man, what are you on, dog? You up here nodding at the DJ booth? <laughs> and I'm like, man, it's just, literally, it's just NyQuil. Like, seriously, it's just NyQuil. That's fine. So I left the party, and then next thing I know, I was going to be doing, we had a, like, party at the city museum or something that we were doing. And on the flyer, it said DJ NyQuil. And my boy who booked the flyer, I'm like, who the fuck is this NyQuil, dude? Like, who's this NyQuil dude you guys got on the flyer? And he's like, that's you, motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, that's you. He just gave you that name. And so I'm like, whatever. So he's like, come over to my house. So I went over to his house. I didn't know that he was recording everybody's turntable sessions that night for her birthday she Uh, asked him hey i want a mixtape of the entire night so all the djs that i invite i want their mixtapes yeah through the microphone after i left some dude got up on stage like yo man that was dj nyquil that dude was fucked up that dude's on nyquil everybody (laughs) and you hear his ass saying it yeah. So next thing I know, I'm I'm showing up at parties, and people are like, "Yo, man, who are you?" And I'm uh, like, "I'm Travis, man." And they're like, "Oh, okay." They're like, "What? What do you do?" We see you're a DJ, and I'm like, "Yeah, I spend drum and bass. I'm mixing a little bit of hip hop. I spend disco house, funk house. You know, two step, two tone." And they're like, "Nyquil." 
And I'm like, I guess. <laughs> and so, like, I just, I just said, fuck it, and went oh, with it. Oh, shit. That's and it became awesome. NyQuil. And the great thing is, is once I transitioned into, like, emceeing and rapping, it was a very, very easy name to rhyme off of. Yeah. All the time. NyQuil, kind of ill. Yeah. Heavier than Benadryl. You know what I mean? Like, I used to just drop shit all day yeah. with that NyQuil, you know? Oh, man. And then the, and the crazy thing is, is the nickname evolved. Like, people would call me Quiliano became a nickname. Oh, yeah. Uh, Q. People would just call me Q. Yeah. Um, I mean, it quills. Like, Quill, like, people would just, like, all my little graffiti kids that I used to, like, mentor and stuff, they would be out fucking blowing my shit up, putting NyQuil, showing me pictures of it on trains and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a kid, actually, I performed a show, and a kid made a, like, whole fucking, like, six-foot mural of my name and, like, this outline of me that he did at a show with me holding the microphone and like we brought it up on the stage and like Dang. put it up there and motherfuckers were like, yo, what the fuck? And I'm like, dude, I know like they just fell in love with this name NyQuil. So I'm like, fuck, I'm just going to keep it. Hey, I can dig it, man. Yeah. So that's it. That's the, that's the nickname, bro. That's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. Hey man. Cool. I, well, I, re I really appreciate you finding the time. Man, I'm glad we got dude. to do it, man. Happy St. Patty's day. Yeah. Happy St. Patty's day. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Till next time. See ya. <laughs>